the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and uh, if you'd like to join us, you can. The lines, uh, four of them are open. We've got Chad on one, and we're going to take him in just a second. 602-508-0960. There's a couple of shops in town that I want you to know that I think the world of, and Blackwell Automotive is at 40th and Greenway, and I've known Tom for many years, and I know he knows right from wrong, and he's good at what he does, and the good shops are not shy about raising their hand and saying, I've never seen this problem before in my life. I may not be your best shop, but so-and-so over there, he works on these cars predominantly, and he would probably be a better set of eyes than I would. That's the mark of somebody who's really got gray hair and been around the block a few times and recognizes that he's not going to be a perfect technician for every car on the road. That's Blackwell. In Mesa, I only have one shop in Mesa, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, been around since 1970, but I've known Brian and Thelma's families since the late 60s and early 70s because we were all in the gas station business and I was a gas pump jockey. So I know that they know what they've been around. Plus, they've been around that car repair venue all of their lives. So Thompson's is on on Main Street, just east of Stapley. They've been around a very long time. They have ASE certified technicians. And Brian and Thelma, all you have to do is meet them, and you'll know why I like them so very much. They are really good, honest people, and they can fix cars. And and the good shops are not shy about raising their hand just saying, I need a fresh pair of eyes on this because I can't find the problem. The difference there is is if the problem exists, we should be able to find it. But if it's an intermittent problem, sometimes the only option is is you have to wait until it gets worse and easier to find. That's all there is to it. You just have to wait till it gets worse because the option, the other side of the coin is let's start throwing parts at it until we fix it. And, boy, that's going to get really expensive. Are you with us? All right, I'm going to say, say it again. I'm here. There you go. There you go. All right. I made it it's, back. It's my fault that you didn't have a voice, okay? Let's go to Chad. Chad, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, i got a question for you. Uh, I typically change my own oil. I go to Costco and buy the Mobile One full synthetic. was there the other day. They were out of the 530 that I used, but they had a Costco full synthetic for 29 bucks for 10 quarts. Do you know anything about that? I can tell you that Is there's only oil? there's only four companies in the United States that make oil. So yours came from Shell, Mobile, Exxon. I always forget the last one. Shell, Mobile, Exxon, and one Rich, other one. Richfield? No, no. Gosh darn it. Chevron? It, uh, yes. Thank you very much. It is Chevron. It is Chevron. So those guys make everybody else's oil. Um, I'll tell you what I tell everybody publicly. Now, I sell Chevron oil. There is a perception 
from the kind of people that typically are my customers, especially the older gray-haired guys, that Chevron is a premium oil, and I believe it is. So I sell Chevron because I like the relationship, and I like the, I like the idea that people think I'm pouring a, a top-quality oil. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that the same oil is probably in other cans at other prices. <laughs> and, and so if I were you, and if it's the same viscosity, the one you're, you're likely to have and it's cheaper, I, I see no reason in not taking advantage of the discount. Oh, okay. No, that now, sounds good. I can tell you this much. There's nothing in your motor that has the ability to tell the difference in oil. Not viscosity or brand or detergent values or pore points or oxidation points. Nothing. Your engine doesn't know. You can put horse pee in that motor and it won't know the difference. Might might make a difference in exhaust smell or something, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's sure it it's will. not gonna it's not gonna know the difference. And and frankly, when I when I'm gonna do a tractor that might hold thirty quarts of oil Rather than go to the shop and try to get 30 quarts in you know, some gallon containers, I'll probably just stop by a discount house and just buy a whole bunch of, of oil from them, and I don't have any problem with that. Okay. Hey, one last question. Uh, I was always told before you change your oil, you run your engine, you heat it up, and uh, then you drain it out. But I was wondering, like a 530 oil, that means cold, it's 5-weight viscosity, and hot, it's 30 wouldn't it come out better if it was cold, if it was only at 5 weight versus 30? No, no. It it doesn't change viscosity. It changes flow properties. It flows like a 5 weight when it's cold. And as the motor gets warmer, it begins to flow like a 30 weight. It has the properties of flow. That's a, There's a big difference there. So, oh, okay. and, and, and I've been trained by Chevron and Mobile as an oil expert, so I'm using terminology that they use, and it's easy to understand. The oil understands when it's 10 degrees, and it's going to flow like a 10 weight. But when it's, when you're, you want the, the top end, you want it to be a flow of 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. I mean, peanut butter is 50. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well put Skippy in your engine if you want 50. <laughs> But but in in, no. in in any case, it's just the protection. the The numbers represent the protection that it's going to provide. So a five weight is good to thirty below zero, and I suspect that Phoenix people are not going to see that for a while. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. So, so still recommend to warm it up before you change it. Um, you know, I don't think I. Let me change your question, Mark. Have you ever spent any money repairing somebody's car because they drained their oil cold? like Mark does a lot of times. <laughs> Do you know how long it takes to warm up 30 quarts of oil in a tractor? <laughs> you know, I might as well head, go, go from pacing to pine and back. The answer to your question is, if you do it, if, if the oil's being changed warm more than 50% of the time, I have absolutely no problem with that, none whatsoever. Okay. And uh, what, what, what do you, how many miles per oil change on the full synthetic would you recommend? Well, it's all backwards compatible, okay? So everything is backwards compatible. I'll give it to you real clear. Conventional oil is three to 5,000 miles. Always has been and will be. Semi-synthetic is five to 7,500. And synthetic is 75 to 15,000. So it depends oh. on what kind of oil you use on what your oil interval can be. It has to do okay. more to do with the oil than it does the car. Now, yeah, uh, you ask me, I'm putting it. 
I'm putting a, a, a synthetic in my diesel. It holds 12 or 14 quarts, and I'm running it right at 15,000 miles, and so I change it at then. So that's what I'm doing oh. on my truck. All right. All righty. Well, I got 150,000 miles. I'd like to get at least another 50,000 miles out of this vehicle. Okay. Uh, hopefully okay. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Races. Hold on. Stick the straw in one ear and push it all the way to the other ear because it has nothing to do with the oil you put in it. Bob, would it be fair to say that 99% of the time we do major engine work, it's because the driver has run it low on oil or overheated the hell out of it? Yes, very okay, much. Okay, we're so. done. We don't see them. They don't wear out anymore. <laughs> the motor work we do, when 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 I, I say to people, your engine's going to last as long as it wants until you overheat it or run it low on oil, because that's what we do. So it's not. It, I can't remember the last time I had a car come in with so much blow by that it looked like a fog machine for mosquitoes. Yeah, it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, we've got three, four hundred thousand mile cars out there, and they've maintained them regularly. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's not a major problem. It, what about it, our fleet accounts? They go to five, six, seven hundred thousand. And, and, and you're absolutely right. You bring up a great point. We were looking at the Attorney General's office asked us a couple of years ago to give them a spread, and you can't believe the cars in our fleet that are at the three to five hundred thousand mile mark. Now, of course, we don't know if it's had a motor or not, but let's just assume it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Again, the bottom line is is you get rid of them when you overheat the heck out of them or they start mm-hmm. puffing blue smoke and they foul spark plugs on every mile. Mm-hmm. Those are the two reasons. It's always cheaper to fix what you have than to go out and buy new. You can't buy hardly new anymore anyways. They're all on back order, but they know how what it costs. <laughs> no. Yeah. And so so the idea is is your 120,000 is is that what you said? His was 120,000. 160. 160. That's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. I mean, if, if you don't overheat it and run a little oil, and it'll do 300. Just keep up the maintenance. And that's it. That's it. Be and kind to it. Part of the oil change is checking the tires and the fluids and the belts and the hoses and driving it and stuff like that. That's part of the oil change. You can't just change the oil and say, okay, the car loves me because the power steering could be low, the cooling system could be defective and all that stuff. So part of this maintenance of taking care of your car has to do with the big circle that's included in the oil change. The oil change is checking all the fluids, the belts, the hoses, looking at the front end, looking at the tire wear, looking at the brakes, looking for exhaust leaks, looking for drips from the evaporator core. It's all of that stuff, an expert eye underneath the car looking to see, okay, well, this is something you got to deal with, and that's kind of what it's all about. Anyway, thank you very much, Chad. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Gil, the lines are open still. I uh, know we have Jake who has a question. Jake, good morning. How can we help you, Jake? Good morning. I have a 2021 uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee that has a warning light that says "Stop, start, not ready, cabin cooling or heating." But I, and which is obviously related to the auto start, but it's doing this whether the temperature is warm outside or cool outside. So I'm not sure what to make of it. Well, I, I I think the we keep track of the air in the temperature inside the car and the temperature outside the car. Now. I can tell you that my wife and I have this same problem, not with a 2021 Cherokee, but we have the same problem because she puts the temperature at 70 and outside it's 72, and so she's going to get air conditioning when she wants heat, and she's cold. So it, it's the question then becomes, which way is it? And I think what you're going to find is what I found and what other people have found. 
you have to move the temperature up two or three degrees above or below where you want it to be to get it to act the way you want it to be. So you're not okay. going to be able to split hairs and go from 72 to 73 or something like that. That's a range that's going to be going to be nebulous to the computer. Okay. Thank you very much. I All appreciate right. it. Good luck to you, Jake. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Strictly, Strictly Diesel. Nate at Strictly Diesel. You just have to meet him and shake his hand to know that he knows diesels like you've not anybody I've ever met. You can take what I know about diesels and put on on a dime, and it will take you a, a trampoline to put. <laughs> that's how much information Nate has on the Chevys, the Dodges, and the Fords. He is just a great guy that notes diesels like really nobody else. So if you have a question, he does answer the phone, and he will call you back. But please be respective of his time. He asked me to say that. So it's he can't be on the phone with you for a half an hour as you go through every single one of your concerns. It's really a matter of narrow it down to a couple of questions, and he's more than happy to help you out with that. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, just south of I-17 and Pinnacle Peak. And Nate's a, a really great guy. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Mike Gallagher sees more capitalization on disaster after the devastating tornadoes that struck America. They're so opportunistic, it makes my head spin. It's beyond infuriating to listen to this garbage. Is it climate change? Oh, The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 7 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Anson Cabinet Refinishing and Refacing reminds everyone listening, this holiday weekend, highways will be busy with motorists traveling to and from family and friends, so make sure you and your family always have a safe and sober way home, and please, never drink and drive. Brought to you by everyone at Anderson Cabinet Refinishing and Refacing. For more information, call direct at 623-910-5024. That's 623-910-5024. For everyone at Anderson Cabinet Refinishing and Refacing. Wishing you and your family a safe and happy holiday season. Call for a free estimate today at 623-910-5024. And Miles Label Company reminds everyone, if you or someone you know has had too much to drink, have a sober friend driver, call a cab. Brought to you by Miles Label Company in Tucson. For more information, visit online at mileslabel.com. They believe our area is a great place to live and work, and they're doing their best to help keep it that way. That's everyone at Miles Label Company, wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. They knock us down. We get stronger. 
They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism. They think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this. You can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. Well, it's 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We've got one line uh, that's good taken. Rick's got that. And if you have a car question and you want to join us, you certainly can. All you have to do is call us up, 602-508-0960, have got Bob and Ellen here from Harker's Automotive, 38th Avenue and Indian School. And I've told the story many, many times about you guys having a BMW that I had sent there because he lived around the corner from you, mm-hmm. and he had been told that he had this big problem that was thousands of dollars um, that needed to be uh, replaced. And he had, a, he had water leaking on the passenger side of the floorboard. And if I'm not mistaken, the drain at the evaporator case was plugged up with yuck. You unplugged the drain, washed it all out, cleaned it all up, and he was out of there for a hundred to two hundred dollars. I don't remember exactly what the number was, but it was stupid, yeah. stupid. And and they were going to replace everything behind the glove box to the tune of two thousand yeah, dollars. Heater core, I think, is what they yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, remember and that. I, I remember uh, feeling so great because uh, again, somebody in our industry stood up, did the right thing, and fixed the car. I don't know if he, if he's ever come back, but I know that he he loved you after he <laughs> called me and told me. That, and I said to him, "Well, let's be fair to everybody. Call me in a couple of weeks and let me know if there's any more water on your floorboard." <laughs> yeah. And and he, he didn't have to do that. Uh, all right, let's go to Rick. Rick, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, how's it going? 95 GMC pickup. I was at a stoplight, and the truck would die, so I had to keep giving it gas. You gave me the idea that it was possibly a vacuum leak. I took it in. They did uh, air, whatever it is, the air regulator. Uh, and then Mass airflow the meter? Gas. Mass airflow, yeah, and that didn't work it, so... They did a fuel filter, fuel pump, and the uh, everything you know in the gas tank, and it works. But the car will shudder at times, uh, like it's missing a cylinder or something, and it really stinks. He adjusted the timing differently than when I had it, and I'm just wondering what I should have them look for when I bring it back. I I don't you you just made a hard left turn on me here in the middle of I all know. of this and um and I'm I'm 
we started off with one problem and yeah. added about three parts to it. And then and then you said right. something that he that he he made it run richer. He made it run with more fuel, and I'm I'm struggling with that because that's something that we typically don't do. And if it's a car that's you know uh, from the from '95 on up, it's the last 25 years. It's computer controls the amount of fuel, fuel and stuff like yeah. that. Correct. Um, so I, I'm I'm not sure. What was the first symptom, or what was the first problem you I had? It died. Driving, and if I'm driving down the street, it ran fine. If I'm driving on the highway, it ran fine. But when I got to a stoplight, it would die out. Okay, sounds like an idle air control or something. I had a <laughs> okay, well. It, f- first of all, think about this, okay? The fuel pump has to provide fuel to give the car to idle and run at 100 miles an hour, and in my wife's case, 150 miles an hour, okay? Mm-hmm. So the fuel pump, if your fuel pump was bad, how is it that you could do 60, but it it, it, it wasn't capable of providing enough fuel at idle? Because exactly. the idle fuel is like this. Listen. And at 70 miles an hour, it's like more like a fire hose. So the fuel pump and the fuel filter have nothing to do with it dying at a traffic light at a stop. Nothing. That's what I, I thought and said, but they had it. They were deep into it, and what do you do? Well, um, you, you at the very beginning, I'll, I'll, next time, this is what you do. I don't want to spend any money on guessing. I want to just spend money on fixing. So you tell me what you're going to do, and it's not going to die at idle anymore. Tell me, Mark. Tell me what you're going to do. Bob? EGR valve that's sticking open. Yeah, EGR valve, uh, idle air control. control motor that's Vac- A vacuum leak somewhere. Yeah, because your vacuum is mainly at an idle. Yeah. Uh, There's control. so many possibilities that can cause it to just die at idle. And, I mean, it can be a bad throttle position sensor that's dropping out on it, yeah. uh, stuff like that. So there's right. all this stuff going on in the background. But right. just well, next time, just tell them, I don't want to spend any money on guessing. I don't want to spend any money that's not going to fix the problem I brought it in for. I want you to focus on the fact that this thing dies, shutters, and then the engine dies at a traffic light. Right. Well, now it's shuttering a lot. Like, okay. you know, I'll be sitting and it's not yeah, dying it sounds out, like a misfire. Yeah, well, like okay. No one knows if they're related till we know what number two is. Now, it yeah. could very well be that in the process of, I'll give you a hypothetical situation. In the, hosp- in the process of flushing the fuel injectors or something like that, they caused a problem with the fuel pressure regulator, which could cause a miss. But you just need to forget about the first half and go after the second half. At this particular point, it's missing. And you can demonstrate the miss. You can take a technician for a short ride, not to Tucson and back. Take a technician and show him. And then once you show him, then you trade places with him, and he drives the truck home, back to the shop. And so that's that's what I would do if I were you. Get I want you to become more involved in the repair and use common sense. Don't let him BS you with car repair jargon. Just this is what I want you to fix. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Okay. Right. I thought that they were throwing way too many parts, but now, like I said, when it's shuddering, you know, maybe yeah. there's a bad uh, uh, wire. You know, oh, a it, it, bad wires. Wires it, are old. You know. We can explain what caused it after we fix it. <laughs> so it. it can okay. be. I'll let can, you know then when I do find it. Well, let me ask you a question. What part of town do you live in? Uh. Close to Greenwell, but I was afraid to drive to Greenwell because it was shuttering, and I'm at one of the 
companies that was a tire company that was just recently bought out. So oh, they okay. are going to honor the warranty. Okay. Okay. Because it was recent. Okay. Well, all of those tire companies that have recently been purchased were all friends of mine, and I'm very happy for them because all of us are of the age that we want to retire. So to have somebody walk in and write you a big check and buy lock, stock, and barrel your shop is the dream of all of us, although that's not going to happen because we're probably like you guys. Where there's a second generation behind us. And so, but, but I understand, and I've been told that they've promised that they're going to honor all the warranties and all the work from before, and I'm I'm hoping that that's the case, and if that's the case, then I'm real happy. You know, for us in our shop, when they come in and it's acting up, that's a bonus for us, because a lot of times we get them in and they're intermittent, which is the worst to try to get it to act up, but like in his case... For us, it'd be a piece of cake to get in and find out when it's acting up. And 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 that except for Monday mornings and Friday afternoons oh. for obvious reasons. <laughs> but any other time, we can handle that, yeah. and I think you would agree. Right. Not morning, morning, Monday mornings and Friday nights. But if the thing's missing, then just pull up, put it in park, leave it running, go inside and just say, you know, I'd like to bring this and have you fix it, but I want you to see it. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. And if they say... I can't do that. Then you, they told you all you need to know. You need to find another shop. So, Real all right, good luck. Couldn't the place have a scanner for a 1995 vehicle? Well, the scanner's not going to really help us. The scanner okay. looks at codes and stereo stream data. This, I don't okay. know what a 95 would yeah. show an engine miss, give us any no. data on the engine miss? No. None at all. Not at all. So we wouldn't have any information. So the scanner's not going to help us fix your car. This You're going to have to have a gray-haired guy. Now, this goes back to basics. Yeah. back. To, thank you very much. goes back to Bestie. All right. Well, anyway, thank you very much, Rick. we got five lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And I'll tell you about another good shop in town that's Action Auto is I-17 in Deer Valley. In 1983, Tom, who owns Action Auto, was working for a guy who sold those big engine analyzers. You remember, Bob, when people would yeah. say, they'd bring their car in and say, are you, can you put it on the scope? Yeah, and the scope was going to tell, tell you, you everything. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it would tell you everything that was wrong with that car. Yeah. Now there was two kinds of scopes. Do you remember what they were? Well, I know I had the sun. Okay, and then there was the bear. Bear, and then then yeah. there, there was another one, um, which is what John Rang sold, and I, it wasn't oh, a sun. Goodness. It was it was another one. And it was the big box scope. Mm-hmm. And so Tom was selling scopes during that period of time, the first time I met him in 1983. Well, since then, he's transitioned out of the sales and into the car repair. But he's a good guy, and I've known him, like I said, for a heck of a long time. So if you're up near I-17 in Deer Valley, he's served Deer Valley and North Phoenix since 1983. He's a good guy. And he has ASE Master Technicians. So if you'd like, stop there. We'll be back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up... I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. All about that theme and automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream of Henry Ford. Well, welcome we'll back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and uh, Bob and Ellen are here from Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School, and I'll turn off the speakers again. I'm sorry. I keep. Do you hear me talking? I hear girlfriend? you talking. Yeah. All right. Well, then say something. <laughs> uh, my goodness, say something. During the break, um, we... we we have lots of stories like this, but I'm going to tell you a, a story that I heard not too long ago. Um, a, a, somebody says that they have a leak detection problem, and what folks, what we're talking about is, is we're supposed to suck the fumes off your f- fuel tank and run them through the engine again. So we have this system that we recycle the fumes off of your engine, off your gas tank. Okay, so your gas tank's closed, and we suck the fuel fumes, and we take them forward to the motor, and we burn them again. And then it comes out the tailpipe. 
So somebody had a leak in that system, in the evaporative system is yeah. what they call they it. They were setting a check engine light on for a leak, you know. Okay. And, and then uh, the first shop they went to, the quote was $600 in labor, and they had to drop the tank and do a bunch of work, $600. It ended up at a shop that dropped the tank in how much was it? To 15 or 20 minutes? Yeah. Well, we or, didn't ha- no, we didn't have to drop the tank. Okay. The, the part that they were it was actually bad was on the side of the tank. Okay, okay. I did not have to remove the tank. Okay, so so the, at the end of the day, you're looking at it, and you say, it's this part here that has nothing to do with the removal of the tank, and I mm-hmm. can have that piece off, off and on in f- 15 minutes 15 off minutes, and 15 yeah. minutes on. Right. Okay. So the $600 kind of went out the window. Well, parts and labor, I think it was $140. Okay. But I think the question is, and to be fair, I'm sure that we've misdiagnosed things, but I wonder if they knew what was what it was, but they charged that $600. Or would they have done all that $600 worth of work and then found out they still had the same they, problem? They did a lot of backpedaling because when we checked it out and said, no, you don't need to drop the tank, uh, they, she called them on the phone and said, hey, look. And then they called her back and said, well, we apologize. We diagnosed it wrong. But in the same sense, she couldn't afford $600. Okay. That's why she went for a second opinion. So the second opinion is the end of the story here. Right. Just get, when you have you get hit in the face with a big one, yeah. then just go find someone else. And if she would have come in and you would have talked to her and she would have left, what would her quote-unquote checkout fee would have been? What would you... I don't know. On that one, we we probably would have gone a full test on an evaporator leak with the smoke machine and so on to find it. Okay. Uh, so you're looking at $126. Okay, so yeah. she would have spent $126 to find out, yes, they're right or yes, they're wrong, one right. or the other. Right. Okay. Right. Now, I would assume that there's going to be some consideration made to somebody who's been doing business with you for 20 or 30 years. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, yeah. would, I would imagine. Yes. So, yes. Okay. We, we just gained a new customer because we, we uh, got her confidence and said, hey, you know, Bob does that a lot, though. You know, we're not going to sell anything they don't need. And if there's a, a way of getting around it and it's just as well, that's what we're going to do. You know? Well, we have a little bit more fun with that. If you, if I think I can get away from playing with the customer, I'm going to give them a bill for the $600. And then I'm going to say, oh, never mind. And I'm going to tear it up and hand them the real bill for $140. After they have the heart attack, you yes. mean? <laughs> and that's what, that's what Andy says. What are you going to do, Dad, if they just start yelling and screaming and walking out the door? <laughs> I said, I'm going to chase them and tell them, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, gosh. Do we still have Greg? Yes, sir. Greg, go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we have an emissions failure question on an 06 uh, Malibu. Okay. Trying to decide if it's if it's worth the possible expense. They gave us four codes. Uh, cars approaching 200,000 miles, and uh, it's one of the codes: cylinder three misfiring, fuel lever sensor circuit high output or high input. And I don't know how to translate that and determine if it's worth taking to a shop. Wait a minute. You, is this the? Did you fail emissions? Is that what started all of this? Yeah. Okay. We failed well, emissions. Okay. Well, we'd much rather just know what the emissions were at the time that they tested them. That would tell us a whole bunch more than anything else. Is it? Is it a CO failure or a hydrocarbon failure? What year was this? Oh six. Oh six. Yeah. Okay. Oh six. Yeah. So I'm they just got the, codes uh, on that year. Okay. So you have just a well, fuel. I have the paper. 
Okay, but he's right though, and I'm yeah. wrong. Um, they didn't tail. They didn't probe your tailpipe. No they tailpipe, just plugged in yeah. underneath your dash. So the fuel level sensor is only has to do with your fuel gauge. It doesn't have anything to do with drivability. But your misfire you, that that needs to be gone after. What, what you said there was two more okay. codes. Yeah, system two lane bank two. Okay. And the fourth one was evaporative emission control system leak detected. Okay. Yeah, you've got you've actually got th well, you got four problems, but one's a misfire. The leak can the vacuum leak uh, lean problem can also be your misfire. Um, but your evaporator system that's another totally different system that's uh, failing, and it's a matter of running a test on that. So there, there's uh, you've got three other or actually four issues that he needs to go after. But here, what, what what we're saying is is this: we're going to go after the evaporative test first. Because if we've got a lean condition, it can be caused by the failure of an evaporative part of the system. So we're going to fix the evaporative first, and then we're going to go see if we have a lean code after we clear the codes and go take it for a quick test drive. We're also going to be able to determine, because if we have a vacuum leak in the emissions or in the, in the evaporative system, that's going to cause a, a lean condition at the engine, which is going to cause a, a lean misfire, right? Correct. And so the misfire is the last one we want to go after. But as far as quoting is concerned, I'll, I'll quote you like everybody else. It's 100 to 175 dollars worth of diagnostic, and sometimes we fix it for that, and sometimes we don't. Can I tell them about a program out there? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. we're we're one of the garages that do it for the state of Arizona. It's through AD, ADEQ, and you pay the first hundred dollars, and believe it or not, they pick up the next nine hundred dollars for the repair. And we test them, we repair them, and we take them through emissions for you. So when you get it back. Uh, it uh, you've already got it passed. If it goes over, say a thousand dollars, then Bob would call, or any of the shops would call and say, "Hey, if you don't want to stay in the program, say sometimes we get them in there. They need a lot of work. You just owe us seventy-five dollars for the checkout. So it's a win-win. So your risk is seventy-five bucks right. on the front side, right? Mm -hmm. And we That's don't make any more money one way or the other, you but, know. So, but your bill in the state, the state yeah. has yes. emissions money, and they're actually paying you to help assist this person's car, but the best part about it that I like about this program is you fix it, then you go down and test it. We do. And that they get the car back and there's no more emissions lines or nothing. You've already proven that you fixed it because it passed emissions. Right. And the hidden thing is, there's no hidden thing, I should say. It's to better the air quality. That's yeah. what it's about. Okay. we got to go, but if you want more information, call Ellen yeah. at Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. And uh, she'll explain how that does. And she also has the list of shops throughout the state or the, the city that have it as well. Absolutely. There's only about eight or ten of them? They've extended. They extended. They brought more because they went from okay. a, a yeah. higher amount. So they've extended to more shops. But so. you, you can give her the numbers for yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, 602-508-0960 if you want to talk about cars. We'll be back right after this. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Shop Mattress Firm's year-end sale and put an end to junk sleep. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase up to a $4.99 value. Or shop top-selling brands and get up to 50% off select mattresses, like Sealy Twin Mattresses starting at $224.99 or Serta Twin Mattresses at $349.99. And shop with confidence thanks to our low-price guarantee. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store for details.
on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. For nearly two years, the COVID pandemic has cast a shadow over Americans' daily lives and activities. It's been a long time for adults. Imagine what it's like for a child when even a year is like an eternity. Most adults are sick of the constraints pandemic life imposes. Many have returned to normal, but refused to allow children the same courtesy, even though children are by far at lowest risk for being harmed by or transmitting COVID. Adults across the country are maskless at awards shows, concerts, galas, and sporting events. But little children sit masked at school seven hours a day. Some perch miserably outside in 40-degree weather, six feet apart, just to eat lunch. This is insanity. In healthy societies, adults sacrifice for children. We're forcing children to sacrifice a normal childhood to appease neurotic adults. Get the masks off and get our children back to normal. It's time. Well, welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My guests are Bob and Ellen from Harker's Automotive, 38th Avenue and in Indian School. Bob and I both have gray hair. And uh, we both have a l- little bit of hair growing out of our ears, and then we have a little fingernails. <laughs> with their, we got dirty hands, and we got certain areas of the, our index finger that just is permanently tattooed with little lines of grease <laughs> that won't come out unless we break out the steel wool pads or the brushes. And you do that when you go to communion. <laughs> <laughs> So well, we've been around the block a few times. Anyway, we're going to go to Dan. Um, he's been waiting, and we're going to take him. And if you'd like to join us, the lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Dan, thank you for holding. How can we help you? Hi, Mark. Hi. I've got a 94 GMC three-quarter ton pickup. And I thought since you're another gray-haired guy like me, maybe you can help. Okay. Um it, it, it was registered as a um, construction vehicle, so I have to go in annually for the emission test. Okay. And two years ago, in September, I got a recall notice uh, that they handed me saying that my front seat, uh, front seat back recliner uh, was in need of uh, attention repair. You know, it said contact your GMC dealer. Of course, I procrastinated and didn't do it, and uh, so finally the seat did break, and I called the local GMC dealer in Scottsdale and just haven't had any uh, callback results. Uh, I've actually called them like three different times, you know, asking for the same uh, service writer, and, you know, he's talked to me twice, but I've never gotten a callback as to 
you know, where we're at with, I know it's an old vehicle, but uh, what do I do? Do I go to a different dealer or? Well, certainly. I mean, that the, it, it, common sense would say that you'd call a couple of other dealers and just, just I think you skip the story, okay? Um, you, okay? I think you might be scaring people with all the different moving parts of the story. I got a recall. I know I'm a little late. I, I didn't deal with it promptly, but I've got a recall on the seat, and when can I bring it in, and do you want the recall number? I think that's where you start. Now, the federal right. government's in charge of the recalls, so you could go to the NHTSA, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration site, and you could tell on them that you can't get anybody to take care of it, but I would call more than one dealer before you called NHTSA. So I'd call a couple okay. of them, but I, I think you just need to change your and story is, just is a little bit. I, do I need to drive in to the repair center versus calling and just asking for a service writer? Well, I... What, what, uh, it, the the issue is is now we have people that that keep us away from because you, you what are you going to tell us that I haven't already I I just said it in twenty seconds right. I got a recall for the seat right. when do you want me to bring it in right so okay. but but you're not going to be able to talk to a technician not even at our shop you're not going to but but you have to right. make it easy because if you if if it all of a sudden if you come with a bunch of baggage and you want to talk to a service writer or you want to talk to the appointment people and you um that that scares um, some of those big guys. So I, okay. All right. Alrighty. All right. Well, good luck to you. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have a, a Chevrolet dealership that you y- deal with all the time and that you like? Uh, we use Sands. Sands? Sands. Okay. And you know what? I've heard good things about yeah. Sands. Yeah. Um, what about, is Courtesy still around on over on Camelback? Oh, yeah. 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 Courtesy's been around for 100 years, but Central Phoenix, Sands, or, Sands yeah. or Courtesy is probably the good two good guys, and that's probably where I'd go. But good luck to you, Dan. And they can't just stop. There's going to be parts available, and the recall has yeah. to be affected. So it's it's something that needs to be done. It's just sometimes that the way to get there is a little bit yeah, more Yeah, just get their attention and say, it's a recall, and I need help. Yep. I want to bring it in, and, and here's the recall number, and would you make sure that you have the parts necessary so that I don't have to come back? And thank you very much, and be done with it. The hard part is is the communication factor. I think the worst part for me is is when the wife comes in and tells me what the husband told her to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and all I want to do is talk to the husband. And, and there's a polite way to get around that. Mm-hmm. It's, ma'am, could you have him call me? Here's my name and my phone number. Have him call me. I, I have a couple of questions. And because he's the primary driver, I'd really like to talk to him. I think what gets Bob the most is when the Bob talks to a lot of the wives and they say, oh, after 10 or 15 minutes explaining what they need, they, oh, you got to talk to my husband. Oh. So then they got, because they don't understand. You know, which is understandable. Right. I know a lot of things yeah. I might not understand, too. So he's got to explain it's it It's all about communication. Yeah. yeah. It is. Because sometimes you get into these, well, I was at a stoplight for five minutes, and then I turned right, and then I went uh, about another mile, and then it started acting up. And I go, whoa, what does that got to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you, and you're right. And, and sometimes, though, that's benefit because they're saying, da, 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 da. And, oh, by the way, um, there's sometimes there's some blue smoke from this part of the hood. <laughs> Okay, yeah. and then you go. Okay, well, then maybe we're on, we're on the right track. Yeah. yeah, but but they don't. But they don't know that that how much is too much. Yeah. If, but I think they would be better served by just saying, "This is the problem I got," mm-hmm. and do you want me to give you some symptoms that I think may or may not be related? But the best part of that is the give and take. Yeah. Well, what about this? How does it start cold? It starts cold fine. Okay, so you think you have a bad fuel pressure regulator. 
And the guy at the the auto parts store said you need a fuel pressure regulator, and that would create a problem where you'd have extended crank cold in the morning because we've lost all the fuel pressure. So we have to build all this fuel pressure back. But you say you hit the key, boom, it starts right up. Yeah. Okay, do you want me to go in that direction, or do you want me to go in the direction I want to go in? I know in? when I'm writing it up, I have to get very technical, because uh-huh. if I don't get technical, I've got a tech coming in asking me those questions. So when they have a problem, when is it cold, is it hot, are you going down the road, how fast are you going, how often does it do it? So we, it helps the tech. The more information they give us, the customer, the easier it is for them to diagnose What's going on? There's a, a tremendous savings, and to take it the next step, to the next step, the vibration. Does it shake the seat of your pants or the steering wheel? Right. Does it exactly. shake the passenger side seat? Does it do it? Is it speed related? Right. So does it get worse the faster you go? No, you get to sixty and it goes away. Okay, okay, yeah. we like that. We, we like very, that. We do. I do the same thing. I get very technical. It yeah. helps. Yeah. It helps the techs out. But that that's the benefit of all of your experience at the front counter. Right. Um, we have we have it's a couple also called patience. Yeah, it is, too. <laughs> yes. yeah, that's a good name for it. Mine, mine's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a good name for it. That's a really good... Because you just said right now, it, it's it's all of a sudden we're going on this 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 arm over here, and we're talking about all this stuff that can't possibly have to have can't possibly have anything to do with why your air conditioning is blowing out of the floor. You know what I mean? I prefer to ask the questions, you know, and then have them rattle on what, you know, I mean, it does help, and I do want them to tell me. But if I ask them, it helps me mm-hmm. then know what you know, we're looking for it's and we're, what, type, what mechanic to give it to. There was this old guy the one time that he put his hand out in front of himself, and he'd point to the middle of the palm of his hand, and he goes, there's your problem. I have no idea which finger is going to take me to the fix. <laughs> it's going to go. But if you'll talk to me, yeah. it'll t- it, we can maybe narrow it down to two fingers yeah. or one finger or something like yeah. that. Because I think on a drivability problem, Bob, you're going to agree, it's either spark or fuel or temperature related. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Almost one of those. Always. Yeah. So the question is, is, oh, that's easy, spark. Yeah, that's easy. You're tail end it's easy we got cam sensors and crank sensors and we got coil over ignition we've got no spark plug wires on cars anymore (laughs) we have computer operation of the spark and opening and closing the gate we've got boots that we can't see that can be leaking electricity we've got spark plug holes that are full of water that we don't even know anything about and we've got all these problems that we have to track down and it isn't as easy as it was in 58 every day is a new experience yeah But in reality, the car that today runs the same as the 58 Chevy. It's just that it's got a computer delivering spark and fuel and at the right time. That's the only difference. Yeah. It, it's the same process. Still it's, basic combustion engine. What, yeah. what is the four strokes? What's that? Uh, you, it's suck, boom, uh, <laughs> push. What, what are the four? Um, suck is the intake stroke yeah, and the compression and then power. And exhaust. Exhaust. And so those are the four strokes of a four-stroke engine. So there's, you guys were both looking at me, but you were thinking the nasty thing. Because <laughs> we were kind of wondering where I you were wasn't. going in. I wasn't. <laughs> in the vernacular of us guys back in the 60s, <laughs> the four strokes were defined as something different. <laughs> but really, it's, a, it's an intake stroke where we suck fuel into the cylinder and then we compress that, and now the piston goes back up to the top. And when it gets to the top, the spark plug fires. There's this tremendous explosion that pushes the piston down. That's called the power stroke. Then when the piston gets at the bottom, it has to go back up, but we have to open the exhaust valve so we can take all that trash and move it out the tailpipe. 
So let's that's the four strokes of a four stroke car. And there's no two stroke cars out there anymore, is there? Not that I <laughs> And the two stroke is a motorcycle that goes ying 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 ying. That's a two stroke engine where we fire the spark plug every other stroke. My age it was a John Deere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the John Deere. John Deere. Do you remember trying to get those things started on a cold morning? Oh, jeez. You, you might as well just pray yeah. to God the night before for as long as you were awake. Yeah. Gosh almighty. But they ran all day long. Yeah. Tell you. Why yeah. did it take so hard? Why, why, why was it so hard to get it started? It was the fuel atomization because the fuel's already mixed with oil. So it's not like it's ready to fire and it's cold uh-huh. and the gasoline is cold and we're hoping that we can ignite vapor but not liquid gasoline. And so we have all these moving parts. And it's basically the old days when you ha- had the crank at the front of the car and mm-hmm. you'd crank it over. Mm-hmm. You just had a, you didn't even have a 50-50 chance of getting it to fire up. No. It was, it was just, you just worked on it until you got it to go, da, 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 da. And then you go, okay, I'm close. <laughs> one more time. And one more time. One more time. And you'd crank it and crank it and pretty soon it'd go, da, 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 And then you hope for, <laughs> that's what you hope for. Yeah. Isn't that right? <laughs> well, the John Deere was a little different, though. It went, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're exactly yeah. right. We, we had many a morning trying to start them in Kansas at 20 you could, degrees. You, know? you could get them to go to toot, to toot, but you couldn't go get them to go past the to toot. It was, it was to toot, to toot, and then you wanted to go to toot, to toot, to toot, to toot, to toot, and then it would go. Yeah. But once you started getting the toots in a row, then you had the motor running. But up until that point, it was just to toot. Well, okay, what, what does it do today then? It just turn the key and start right up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's... <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's no fun in that. <laughs> there, yeah, okay, well, I think the next time you buy her a new car, we'll put a crank at the front of it, and we'll let, no. her, yeah. we'll let her wind up no. her own engine. I will, I'll let him warm it up before I get in it. She, yeah. He likes to start it from in the house. And <laughs> oh, isn't that a nice part of, of new cars? Yeah. I do like that. It's just started up outside. Warm warmed it up. up. Yeah. yeah. And the and folks, most of the time, people know that the, the doors are locked and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, the neighbor's not going to be able to hop in your truck and drive <laughs> it away because the steering is still locked yeah. and all that other kind of stuff. But it is a very valuable thing. Up in north, um, it's not uncommon for me to start the truck. The problem is that sometimes when I'm leaving north to come down here, it's at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I got my diesel truck got high idle out in the driveway. <laughs> and I've got three or four neighbors that are, you know, within a quarter no. mile. And so it's... Uh, it's a little noisy. Oh, okay, it's just Mark leaving. But but, <laughs> but the dogs like it because yeah. <laughs> when they get in the truck, it's kind of toasty. Oh, and, nice uh, and warm. And we it. had a neighbor that decided to leave his uh, key in the car, key fob in the car. Uh-huh. You don't do that because somebody stole it. We we had somebody, a friend of mine, the other day that hid his key in his car and at the airport. And they have figured out a way to figure that out. Yeah. And so they drive around, and all of a sudden, his car's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I said, and, and he actually um, is a, a retired policeman. And I said, uh, do you feel kind of stupid? And he hung up on me, and he <laughs> called me a name. <laughs> <laughs> he used bad words. <laughs> I said, okay, I, I feel stupid I for you. I'll do it for you. Anyway, thank you for spending your Saturday with me. For the rest of you, the most important question you can ask your shop is, is, is this a guess or a fix? So when the shop gives you an estimate, it's either a guess or a fix or it's more diagnostic time. But you need to know that because sometimes we represent, my industry represents a fix when it's really a guess. And you need to know that because continuing to repair is going to cost more money. I'll see you next Saturday right here on KKNT 960 AM. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.